Hey guys, Darren here. It's the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. We're diving into it today. I got Neil Bolchadani on the show today. He's a chiropractor and recently created a ministry called Move Into It. You could call it like prophetic spirit-led dance that releases healing in your body. Yep, that's where we're going today. But before we dive into this hour and 15 minute interview with Neil, just want to take a quick second to tell you about something really cool that we got coming up starting in January. I'm going to be launching a 12 week study of the book of James called From Victim to Victorious. And I think you're really going to enjoy this. It's 12 high definition videos. You get one each week. And then each day, each day, yep, Monday to Friday, you get a short devotional that hits your email that covers from one to three verses. So if you've wanted to kind of dive into a systematic Bible study, but you just haven't had the time, um, this is a great opportunity for you. We're hosting it actually on Facebook, which is interesting because um, these kind of things are usually hosted on a third-party platform. I really like the educational uh, Facebook groups that are available now where they kind of break it all down into modules. So within this closed and private Facebook group are 12 modules that unlock each week, okay, with those 12 videos. And then every day, Monday to Friday, you have devotionals that are hitting your email. It's from victim to victorious, a systematic study of the book of James for only $29.99. That's right, 30 bucks, 10 bucks a month for three months. Of course, if you can't pay that, um, hit me up, DM me, and I'll give you a waiver because you know I love you and I want you in the word. All right. All right. So you say, I want to do this. How do I engage? Please sign up today. To do so, go to my website. It's my name, darrenstott.com. Okay. darrenstott.com. Click on resources. It'll be the first box you see from victim to victorious, a systematic Bible study what does that mean? It's chapter by chapter, verse by verse, hitting the whole book, mining it, pulling out the gold, implementing, massaging it into your heart until it becomes a part of who you are, okay? It starts January, but you need to sign up today. DarrenStott.com, okay? Then click on resources from victim to victorious. Looking forward to seeing you guys on there. Okay, Neil Bolchadani. You guys know his brother Arun. I've had him on my radio show and I've also had him on my podcast. The guy is fascinating. If you love Arun, you're going to love his brother Neil. He is a professionally trained chiropractor who's practicing uh, in Redding, California. That's where he lives with his family. More recently, he uh, had this revelation regarding intuitive dance, kind of like um, glorious prophetic spirit-led dance that he's turned into these classes. And as he's um, teaching people how to engage with this, their bodies are getting healed. You're gonna love this interview. It's hour and 15 minutes with Neil, but I also wanna point you to his website. His, the, the link to his website can be found in the show notes, but it's moveintoit.com and you got to spell it um, uh, this way, okay? M-O-V is in Victor, I-N-T-U-I-T.com. So it's not move with an E, M-O-V-E. Nope, it's M-O-V-I-N-T-U-I-T.com. Check out his website. Check out some of the cool stuff that he's doing. It's new pioneering uh, unorthodox type stuff, you guys. I think you're really going to love this. Without any further ado, let's dive into this interview with Neil Bolchadani right here, right now 
on the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. Let's go. Connecting, equipping, and promoting emerging supernaturalists. Ha <laughs> ha created for such a time as this. All right, and here we go. <laughs> there is more. He said, what? Neil, what's up? Hi, Darren. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this. I've heard a lot of great things about you from your brother, Arun. And we've, we've done some cool stuff together when it comes to the podcast and the radio show. So he's told me a lot about you. But today, this is significant. We get to meet and we get to kind of build this relationship. Not only that, but you get to kind of build a relationship with, 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 my, with my listeners, with sub-listeners. You guys are in for a treat. You guys are going to love Neil, who he is, and just some of the stuff uh, that God's doing in him. And as I just shared in the introduction to the show, I gave your bio and uh, and some of the stuff that, that that you're doing, I wanted to just kind of ask you right right off the bat, like yeah. when it, you're really involved when it comes to the body, to the physical, you're like you're definitely passionate when when it comes to the mind. What's something that you that you see people doing that you're like, I wish they wouldn't be doing that, knowing like knowing what you know, like what's a human activity where you're like, stop it, that's yeah. not good, that's not good. <laughs> Um, you know what, probably the first thing that comes to mind is that, uh, I like think I see people like they, when they come in to see me in my chiropractic office or when, or when I see them and they find out that I'm a chiropractor, the first thing they'll do is, oh, you probably think my posture is bad. Okay. You probably think I'm, I'm so misled. You can see all my faults and I'm like, I can, but I don't focus on that. And I think people often say things and they speak things and they, they degrade themselves. Mm. So first of all, I think it's like the, the mouth, the tongue is so powerful. And I think what people say often dictates what they behave like. And so I think people reinforce negative patterns by saying things and they're often self deprecating when I think they could be like self motivational. So I think the first thing would be like, uh, when I see somebody I'm like my first thought is like, Hey, don't, you know what? You're amazing. You're, you're like, all these things are really great about your alignment. And all of these things are really so spectacular. Like, let's focus on that. And yeah, we'll get to the other stuff. But I think let's let's magnify what's really good in you. Man, that's and, interesting because I, I actually would have thought you would have talked about posture or you would have yeah. talked about like, don't sit in that that kind of chair or, yeah. you know, you need to get that office desk at a, at a proper height. And so the fact that you went right for kind of the way that we speak. So you, you, you actually see that kind of connection between what people are saying and then just the unhealthy way that people are actually living as far as. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like the, uh, you know, before I became a chiropractor, I think I was always interested in the mind and psychology. And I was always interested in, uh, how many times that I felt like really insecure growing up and how, how much of my childhood I can look back and think about. And my shoulders were slumped forward mm. and my chest was caved in. And, and as soon as like, I really got confident in life when I think like 16, 17 years old, and I started coming up and knowing who I was and being more confident in that, I started seeing myself stand up more. And just be more sure in how I talked and a little louder, um, not raucous, but, but I, but the, the timber in somebody's voice and you know, it's, it's like stuff we all know that I, like you can hear it when somebody's shaky and then they're insecure, they're just not sure of themselves. Right, but on the right. flip side, I think, I think the way we talk is influenced by sometimes our posture, but I think more so the way we are and the way we walk around is influenced by the thoughts that we think. And so I think a lot of us can live in our heads sometimes and forget what our body's doing 
So that's the other thing I would say for people is I love connectedness. Like I love being connected to people, but I think for people to be connected within themselves, so they're conscious of what they think and how it has to do with how they can feel in their bodies, making that connection so profound. Interesting. Interesting. Now, I know we're going to dive into a lot of stuff when it comes to movement, because the Lord's given you a lot of like revelation concerning movement and movement of the body. Um, and this definitely will tie into that. And perhaps it's like this is like kind of a starting point. But one of the, th- the, the things that's popular, not in the in the church, right. <laughs> maybe a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about today, it maybe isn't necessarily popular in the church yet. But one of the things that's popular in the culture right now when it comes to movement is this idea of power poses. Mm-hmm. And so to practice a power pose in the in the mirror every morning, forever long. Yeah. But one of the things that fascinates me is is actually the connection with the different chemicals that are released to the brain that are contributed, that are linked to these power poses. And, uh, and so what, what do you know as far as like the science behind some of this and, um, and hopefully and maybe people listening have no idea what I'm talking about power yeah. poses, but w- w- what's in this? Like, cause obviously if there's truth, truth in this and it's bringing about um, uh, benefits to, to the body and to the mind, then obviously that, that there's some, there's some revelation here, some wisdom from the Lord that perhaps we haven't really picked on yet. What, the church. Yeah, I think it's really good. And I mean, it probably just, yeah, like you said, it's not talked about enough. Actually, I think we need to talk about it more. I <laughs> mean, um, I have different a different perspective on power poses, okay. but not as in different. I think the way they work is the same, but I actually have a different view of what power is. But okay, yeah. when yeah. I see power poses, I think like most commonly they talk about um, one of the most sim- the simplest ones is you, you, you stand up tall and you allow your chest to come forward where you take a deep breath in through your nose and you let your belly fill up like a diaphragm. And then you breathe out through the mouth and you see your belly go in towards your spine and your shoulders are back and your head is raised. You're not tipped forward or slumped forward. You're very tall, erect. You just, you you look powerful. And I think what actually does is it gives you fresh oxygen coming in through the lungs mm-hmm. and you get rid of that carbon dioxide. So that's waste. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you have clarity of mind, but then also it activates the basal ganglia and the brainstem so that the brainstem works more correctly. So What's that, it called again? The, base? the basal ganglia. Okay. So these clusters of nerves in the brainstem, okay. they work correctly. And then you have that all the way up the brainstem to the part of the brain called the pituitary gland mm-hmm. that handles how we handle stress. And it, it's the same organ that's called the master gland that controls our kidneys, our adrenals. So it's all the hormones that secrete uh, not stress but relaxation and calm and that counter adrenaline right like the fight or flight thing that we can get into if we're stressed it's like adrenaline's firing and it's there and it's like the grit and resolve Um, it's the thing that helps us outrun a cheetah if we need to and lift a heavy thing when we're in a moment of stress like it's good but it's not meant to be on all the time but in a power pose that's that's that is activated but then shut off so that we can have peace relaxation so the, the the neurochemicals that are secreted are ones that are how to maintain peace in a situation but be confident and so i think it's like it is true um so i focus a lot on breathing and how people can breathe um, because you can't hold a power posture for 24 hours 12 hours a day sure, 18 hours sure, a day sure. but there are ways to make it dynamic so i think there's a lot to it i think it's just uh yeah how 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 can we move throughout the day in a way that is powerful and at the same time, if somebody else in front of us is 
um, it's called mirroring. If, if somebody else in front of us that we're talking, like for me, if my patient comes in, I'm a chiropractor, or if somebody mm-hmm. else, it's like a friend and, I, and I'm talking to them and they're really like downtrodden and they're struggling through something, if I puff myself up with a power pose, I might overshadow them. So how can I mirror them for a second to be sympathetic with them and empathetic and then slowly like get myself into an upright posture so that they're actually able to come up with me and mirror me. So I think there are times when the power pose in that instance is actually to match their sympathy, to match their their state of like, I'm not feeling so great. But then we both inflate like a balloon. So that's like, I think that's sometimes that's not obvious. Like patients come in, they, they sound like, I'm so confident. I love, I love this, but I get a word of knowledge and I'll hear, yeah, but they're depressed because this happened in this day in their lives. And so I usually I ask, I'm like, so did this happen? Like, if I can ask a question, like, this might sound strange, but I just like, to preface, because, you know, sometimes people, co- people come in and they're just coming for, for alignment of their bodies, but usually people always want more healing. They're just not going to ask for it because they, they don't know that's what I do. But I'll often see or sense something and then I'll ask them, is this, does something like this happen? And in a moment, they'll get out of their power, you know, I'm calling it a power pose sure, now because we're sure, talking about sure. They'll get out of their like joy, joyous exterior and they'll show their true downtrodden interior because they get vulnerable with me because they know I know. Wow. And in a moment, the guards come down, the guard came down, but we don't stay there. It's like, oh, like we talk about it and help them work through it. And then I adjust them to anchor that in and do get to align their bodies for their physical needs. But, but often I see that they come back up to where they were before in confidence, but truly now, and not just an exterior of joy, but an internal strength. So you do some of these postures and techniques as part of your chiropractic work. It happens a lot through the work, but just more like as I'm adjusting them and, 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 and not I'm talking about it more sure, in sure. the like workshops that I travel and do where I'm teaching people movement therapy about how to move intuitively, intuitively to, to heal different things in their bodies. Those are the workshops I more talk about it to articulate and I tell people consciously, here's what we're doing and here's why we're doing it, the mechanics of it like that. Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, let's talk about what it actually looks like outside of the doctor's office. So when you're traveling with your brother, you're, you're out doing stuff on your own, you're doing these different workshops and because you do have some revelation concerning movement. And um, and so, first of all, how did how did you step into that? What? Yeah, it's good. It's, it's, it, it's not something I've seen talked about on God TV yet. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> right? like it's not like it's right. not like in the pop culture. Not, not I. Okay, so yeah, yeah, totally. No, I, I, I love what's out there, and I totally glean good stuff from out it. there. That's right. But you know what I found for myself is, uh, like two years ago is about two years ago. I had an, in, I started having these encounters where God started to reawaken in me uh, my desire to for dance um it, in, before i knew jesus i used to be a raver so I oh, are you serious glow sticks and all that you know yeah you know, so, i never went to a rave back, you, back even when i was in all my stuff i don't know so okay you were in that whole thing i was a fluid mover uh liquid dancer i moved like water or like the music that was what Amazing. people used to say i did some break dancing but more so fluid movement like uh there's a lot of videos now on youtube where people are doing it um so um I wish I could do all that stuff. <laughs> I'd be doing it all the time. I'd be doing it right now if yeah, I could. Right. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, by the end of this, maybe we can. Maybe right? you can give me a lesson, dude. Totally, I, man. Yeah. Uh, but it, but I st- I started I when I became uh yeah when I got when I became a believer I I sort of shut it down because I felt like mm. it belonged to an old life. Yeah. And yeah, soon after that, I recognized that there is no separation between the sanctified. Uh, there, in sanctification, everything is made good. In that. 
um, dance is good. It He's was from God. It, it was yeah. a gift that I had from yeah. him. I just had it in, I didn't manifest it in the way that was healthy. I think, you know, he said, raves, I don't think are a healthy environment, but, um, but coming out of that place and coming into freedom and, and, and healing and knowing Jesus and having like all of those childhood, like wounds and hurts and pains and things that led me into drugs in the first place and all those things, mm-hmm. I was completely delivered of all of it wow. when I experienced the salvation experience of meeting Jesus Wow! back in 2008. And so, uh, so I gave up dance, but it was only for about a year. And then he gave it back to me. I felt like I was encouraged to explore it again. You gave up dance, but dance did not, dance give, did up not you. give up me. No <laughs> dance never left my bones. That's right. It was always there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So that's how it's going to go. Okay. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but, yeah. So I, I, but I sort of, it was there. It was something I did for creativity and expression. I love movement and mm-hmm. dance. But um, but he's two years ago he started to rebirth in me the desire to dance and do fluid movement. Wow! Um, and then I started to have these encounters where he would show me how to move in certain ways to unlock physical healing in my body. And so, like, so one example is, um, I was just uh, in my in the secret place in the morning. I was praying and uh, and I was moving. This would have been. Um, just about two years ago, actually, uh, in, and I was in my room and I was just like meditating on scripture and I was doing that. And then all of a sudden I heard, uh, go over to that side of the room. So I did. And I heard, get down in this posture. I said, I did. And it's one that he showed me and yeah. I said, I did it. And then he, and then he said, um, bend your head like this. So I did. And I'm just bent my head to the right like that. And then I felt the front of my neck stretch on the left side. And, and there's a, like a, some specifics of anatomy that he gave me. And yeah. I'm actually writing a textbook on all of that too. Wow, but, come on. But he started to show me and tell me. And I, I would just learn to be integrous with what I was hearing and follow every single movement that he was showing me by my spiritual eyes, but also that I was seeing in my sanctified imagination and mm-hmm. also that I was feeling in my physical body. I would mimic that. And all of a sudden I started to feel fear. And he said, all right, bend your head back. I did. And I felt the fear start to leave. Wow. And then he just took me through these different movements. And then after that, I heard do a headstand. That might sound easy for some people that have done it, but I had never done a headstand before. Never. And I had been in a horrible whiplash accident when I was 16 years old. And I went to a chiropractor 10 years after that. And I showed my neck was completely reversed in its curve. A C-shape facing the wrong way. Wow. So... Uh, I had had neck issues for like a long time. Chiropractic helped it, but I never really got over some of that stuff. But in a moment I said, okay, I'll do a headstand. So I got on my head, did a headstand perfectly, uh, balanced it hundred percent legs straight up. And I held it for two minutes. Wow. Not even a sweat. So so, we'll work on that too. That's right. We'll teach you that. It was supernaturally advanced. That is amazing. That's absolutely amazing. So, So it was just an example of like, I followed the movements and uh, and then I did them and it led to physical healing. And now like, you know, that's, it's just the tip of the iceberg with that. You know, he, he led me on a journey of that. And so that's what he led me on was intuitive movement, listening to the Holy spirit. So specifically down to a T that I would start to know what was going on within me, not just physically with the movements, but emotionally and fears or restrictions or anything like that, that started to come up. And so he restored dance, but he also restored a whole new specificity to why I was doing the movements. And then he started showing me how I was supposed to teach other people how to um, do certain movements, but more so how to like get into listening to him at such a detailed, specific level. So 
Uh, I think that was the beginning of it. Now, when the first time you um, exported this revelation in a group mm-hmm. format, how did that go? Did, was it like glorious and amazing? It just popped or was it really awkward? And, and it was something that it took some time to figure out how to contextualize this to where people are at. Yeah, I think it was a mix of both. I mean, okay, I, okay. I, I look back and so I so my first experience teaching this was in a beta version. I taught it at a a, a, a gym, a health health awesome club facility. Awesome. In what my, was it called? What'd you call it? Uh, so uh, it's called Move Into It. So that's the name of my movement practice. It's called Move Into It, like M O V I N T U I T, but it's really like moving with intuition. It's brilliant. Yeah, so, into it move and into move, it. move in. It's yeah. brilliant. brilliant. So, so the first workshop I taught was at is at uh, Sun Oaks, like a premier health club facility in okay. Reading, uh, tennis club, and they do a lot more than that. And they have awesome studios. And this one was a big one. You could fit like twenty uh, something people. So I had twenty something people in the class. And uh, people who people who knew what they were going to come in, about to experience, and people who had no idea, and so <laughs> it was great. Though I think people like uh, keyed into different parts of it, and I felt really comfortable with some parts. Other parts, I'm like, how do I relay what I'm hearing in the spirit? But also, how do I know how to meet people's practical needs? Because there are twenty something people who all need different things. And that's the difference with this. It's wow. not like a group class where everybody's doing the same thing. This is a class where everybody's learning how to key into their intuitive needs of what their bodies need, which 20 people need different things in movement for them to feel fulfilled and feel freer in movement. So, so it was challenging in that way. And I mean, in that environment, in that, in that place, here it is in, in a gym, is the atmosphere more meditation mindfulness or is the, or is the atmosphere more like Zumba? Oh yeah, that's exactly it. They, 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 they were used to Zumba and they got mindful. <laughs> <laughs> so some people were like, "Whoa, yeah, we just want to shake it." We Wrong class. Shake it. Wrong the class. good, the good thing was they got to shake it. There's a part okay. where we, okay. we, we get into high velocity, intensity movements, good. but out of a place of mindfulness. So Interesting. it's cool. It's Interesting. Gets, it gets into some keys of ecstatic dance that they uh, they didn't know they were going to get, but they got. What's that? What ec- ecstatic, ecstatic dance? Ecstatic dance. I, mean, I just envision. Do you know Stacy Campbell is? Yeah. I just envisioned her prophesying while break dancing. Yes. <laughs> 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 that's right we Can't need to i this. need to collaborate with her and we can teach a conference together because that's it man it's exactly right you know how sometimes the unction of the holy spirit gets somebody and they're all of a yeah. sudden manifesting in certain ways but then as soon as the moment passes they go back to talking or doing something this is like how to learn how to be in that mm. and sustain it not out of a place of striving but just following the holy spirit in and hearing that he's saying move your left arm this way and move your right arm this way. But yeah, to speed it up, the, the, the people who, who get into that, it's like, well, if you listen to what he's saying at every single moment, your body needs to move fast. Because I think if uh, it's telling this, these guys, uh, Sung and um, the, the rest of the guys at the, the workshop we did yesterday, mm-hmm. Rune and I co-taught it, but right. um, that, that uh, I think that. Now I just want to, I'll say this. Yeah. Arun and uh, Pastor Sung are actually here in the room yeah. with us. And so if, if people are hearing, you know, laughter and anger, not just kidding, like, <laughs> just, <laughs> like, so they're in the room. So, you know, so that's what's yeah. going on. But you were, you were saying you were yeah. doing this workshop with, with Arun and, and, and Pastor Sung this last weekend. And yeah. And um, they, it was, so one of the things that I think was really powerful was, uh, I'm trying to remember what exactly where I was going with it, but I think, um, 
is is that sensing the atmosphere is so in, important when it comes to the specificity of what people need. So, uh, like like in that example, uh, there was. A, oh, I'm thinking of one. You know what? I'm just going to switch to what I'm thinking of right yeah, now. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a testimony. That's good. And uh, I so w- one person said out of the movement experience and so often at these these um workshops we co- we go into mindfulness but we go into ecstatic dance and it can look like people manifesting but then learning how to sustain that over periods of time because like i was saying you know if, if people listen to the holy spirit as he's talking it's a free-flowing stream and so i think um we're gonna go back to what i was thinking and then back to this testimony good, good. but uh like body language is so important like what we say is really important vocally but 70 percent of our language is body language wow meaning you know you could tell like i'm using my hands like this sure if you talk to somebody and try to not move your body it's impossible sure like you feel like you're monotone and you're gonna you just go to sleep right yeah so, yeah, yeah so if you um observe how much we use our body language which is like 70 percent of what we say comes from the way we move our body wow. wow so if we are hearing from the holy spirit and he is telling us how we need to speak or think and we're only talking i think we're only tapping into 30 percent of our of what he's saying to us uh, it's kind of an interpretation and i think it's it's not like this does say the lord or anything like that but i think when we're moving our bodies we're tapping into the a huge part of what he's saying to us and what we need to just actually know in movement but also what we need to say to other people so um, so I'm much more conscious now of the way I'm moving when I'm talking to somebody because I realize that God is imparting something and there's something that people are obtaining from that, whether it's um, how I feel about them or strength that they want to get or whether it's just as simple as they need to know what how I really feel about what I'm saying. Like, is there truth behind what I'm saying? Wow, yeah, so good. So in this testimony, um, somebody, I take people through movements and um movements and postures that i've learned from the holy spirit and he's shown me but really the goal is to like help them tap into intuitive movement so that they're knowing how how he wants them to move and what he's saying to them and it's like learning a new language right so so to interpret what he's saying to them and how to move their bodies and then after that i often have people go through a writing experience of journaling interesting so that they can show themselves what they experience through through written word and written word in and of itself is movement, but it also um, dislodges things that are maybe sometimes stuck in the subconscious area, and it just brings it up to the surface. Like sometimes we don't realize we're thinking something until we say it, right? And the prophetic happens like that too. We get this bubbling up, and like all of a sudden we're saying something, and we're like, "Whoa, God is totally speaking that through me." Well, it happens through written word too. Like some of some of us love that, so I love journaling that way. So I have them journal about their experience so that they can articulate what they're experiencing. And um, this one person said, yeah, the movement was really good. But when I was journaling, I realized that um, there was an area on the body that has been in pain that I didn't know was connected to childhood trauma. And so in that moment, I thought I'd worked through in my mind all of the layers of that, but I just realized now there's more. There's wow. more that released. Wow. wow. So it was the writing, the movement of the, the hand and the writing to interact with her mind that released something more. And the, the, the actual movements then, or her body, the, the pain in her body's made much more sense because it was connected to that thing. So body language for me is like such an important thing when it comes to following the Holy Spirit. Yeah, writing is so important, isn't it? Yeah. Um, as far as, because so many times we think that 
we it, if, if we thought the thought then that is the fullness of the thought when we take the time to begin to export it that's where it really starts to take on framework and so yeah the importance of having this incredible encounter or taking any encounter that you've had with the lord and then to export it just from your mind onto paper and then watch how the lord breathes on that that's 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 fascinating now when you say intuitive movement like right. what i'm picturing there in in the in that word choice is that in the same way that everyone has their own unique thumbprint in the same way that everyone has their own unique prayer language that everybody would have their own intuitive movement is that right like are you encouraging people to find what what their own movement style is what their own movement thumbprint is or is it the kind of thing where it it's more of like an aerobics class where you're showing them a whole bunch of different templates and they can take those templates, hear the Holy spirit and then respond accordingly. That's a, that's a really good question actually. Cause I think they're both really amazing and um, it is a mix of the two. Okay. It's like, okay. it's meant to be a template. Like here's a template mm-hmm. and now follow your own lead and the Holy spirit's lead to show you how to move. <clears throat> but even a deeper level is what is how how is your body designed and how are you made and how do your emotions interact with your body and what's what's in your heart right now and how is that inspiring you to move today mm. because i think that it is like we're all you everybody is unique so every single person is going to have a different way they move and that is what i like i i am excited to uncover with people but that's just each each person from another but every day we're different and we're evolving and if we're growing which we all want to be and we're learning we're going to be completely different from one day to the next. So it's like, how do we tap in that day to what, who we are and how we're feeling and how we need to move in order to express that and understand ourselves. So I think that thumbprint will change every day too. Interesting. So. That's interesting. Yeah. Really, really good. And I was just thinking as far as, cause you were talking about each day should have its own movement. Each day should have its own kind of movement language that that's expressed. As far as just what the, the journey that you've been on with the Spirit and just learning from the Holy Spirit and these different encounters and things that you that, that you having, what kind of what kind of role does like gravity and the months versus like the days of the week? Are there different patterns associated with a Monday that would be different from a Tuesday? Just as far as what's been framed up even through the identity of those days, mm. you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, and. You know, and then even just like when it comes to like the, the calendar and how the calendar changes and how and just being, you know, kind of functionally, I know that we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. Right. So that's where we're sitting. But then functionally, our our human body is, is playing this thing out under the sun, the moon and the stars. What kind of what kind of revelation have you received as far as being eternal beings, but also hosting this physical temple? That's an awesome question. I love it. I just love even <laughs> thinking about it and the way you ask about it because it's like, whoa, that's some deep thought right there. Yeah, that's yeah. It's so good. Um, yeah, because I've had a lot of experiences in both gravity, well, in experiencing gravity at differing levels. Um, so one day I woke up and I would I would have been talking to God about gravity. And it's like, I think we are meant to know that it's there, but to not be limited by it. Mm. And, uh, and so I think that there's both the, the desires that we have. And then, yeah, then there's the, the living as humans in this, in these bodies rather, and the bodies can be subjected to the laws of physics. And, 
Um, so I think it'll go two ways with this. One, one is just to tell this experience and, yeah, then, and then to just like extrapolate from that. Sweet. Um, or I love the way you say it, export, export some of my understanding. Cause it's, it's like, that's right. It's, it's a program that exists within that it's meant to be shared. But I think it's like that experience I've been saying, God, I really want to experience a freedom from gravity more and more and more. And so, uh, and this is about a year and a half ago. And I remember that morning in my room, I was, I was praying and I was just saying to that God, like, so I was laying on my back and I was just doing that. And, uh, and he sh- showed me a series of movements to do. Um, I don't even remember them. I just remember the thing yeah, that happened yeah. was he said, do these movements. And I did them. And all of a sudden for the next half an hour, I was glued to the ground and I could not move. Whoa. I could not move. I tried to lift my head. It was stuck and I could not even move my mouth. So it's like a half an hour transfixed. Like maybe it was a ligature. I don't know. I just know that my body could not move. And I felt like God said in that moment, he's like, I'm showing you what it feels like to be glued so that you know what it's like to be unglued. Whoa. And I'm like, oh, God, thank you. Thank you. So then I realized internally to say thank you. Thank you. Because you can't experience one. You can't experience one without experiencing the full weight of the other. That's right. Yeah. Come on. So I went through a week of experiencing that. Um, so the a whole like, week, a week of that kind of a thing. Like it was wow. different amounts of time each day and different. Like sometimes I was standing and I just could feel everything within me. Like the blood flow, the nerve flow, the lymphatic flow, all the water in my body just go down, like as if it was going down to the bottom of my feet and then wow. deep to the core of the earth. And I just felt like if if I felt like what I was going to do would happen, I would crumple into the ground. <laughs> I didn't. So that was, I'm glad for that. <laughs> uh, but then for the next week or so, I started to experience the opposite of that. I, I started to everywhere I walked and I would feel, I started to feel like I was lifting into the air. And so for me, it was more like, uh, if, if I am following him and what he's saying, then I I was experiencing his rhythm and his season and his pattern because just like you alluded to this, but I, but actually, uh, through a ruins wisdom years ago, I had learned to, um, untether myself from the times and the seasons and the, and the gravitational pull of the sun and the moon consciously to say, I love you, sun. I love you, moon but I don't have any control exerted on me by you. Wow. So I constant consciously extricated myself from the effects. Not that I don't experience them. I don't, sure. I don't fly all sure. day. Sure. 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 So, sure. You know what I mean? Um, but think of a happy thought. <laughs> Peter, I'm fine. Sorry. All right. Yeah, That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's one other encounter that I had um, way before I knew about this movement practice stuff. And it was like, uh, it was, um, August, of 2009. So, so it's like six months after I met Jesus, mm-hmm. I was, um, reading scripture, um, you know, meditating on the word by the river behind my house. And I was just, you know, uttering aloud what I was seeing. And, wow. you know, it was just, I love that more this, that practice, it just gives me life. And, and, and I started to all of a sudden, um, feel different, but then all of a sudden I, I so I actually saw, uh, started to see an open vision. And, um, I saw a tree line, a circle of trees. And then I saw, um, the sky go go from purple to orange. And I saw a white light stream across the sky to the right in my field of view. Then all of a sudden I started to see the kingdom of God, like a beautiful, beautiful castle. And then I saw this, uh, figure come at me and it was a man, uh, who was dressed in white and his robe shifted from white to all the colors of the rainbow. Wow. 
And I heard a voice and it said, this is the kingdom. This is the kingdom I've given you. Wow. And I just was like, whoa. You know, I just knew, I knew who it was. It was Jesus. And he was just like, just rocking me. And he told me some other things after that that were important for my life call. Um, but, but he just really, in that moment, started to shake me and uh and showed me where i was supposed to go from there but so the 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 practical part of it is i'm like oh this is beautiful i love it and so i wrote down everything that i saw in my journal and i drew the picture of everything that i saw and i was like all right that was amazing (laughs) you know like like i should have ever moved from that spot right (laughs) i'm like that was amazing so then i closed my journal went up the steps skipped back to my house because i had to get ready to go to the office to adjust patients and on the way to the shower i had this music blasting it was you know um hallelujah <laughs> hallelujah holy so it was that part and all of a sudden my knees got taken like physically my knees were moving from side to side to side and all of a sudden oh. my feet started to move and I was, my body was moving and I was not telling it to move. And all of a sudden I had wooden floors. So my feet were just tapping all around and uh, I'm like dancing all around. And I, st- I was telling this uh, just even yesterday and I start hearing, go to this side of the room. So wow. I did. Yeah. And then I, and then he said, turn this way. And I did go to that bench and lie down. I did. And all of a sudden I was led to these different places and I just knew to be obedient mm-hmm. in the little, because I knew I didn't know it would lead to something, but it did. And then I, and then I heard go lay down on your bed and I did. And all of a sudden I started laughter singing I started singing and I started laughing and this hysterical laughter erupted from me. And it felt like my lips were wavering, like flapping. And I felt like I turned purple. And, and I just kept releasing this laughter and all of a sudden I felt my body lift and Whoa, I knew that I yeah. wasn't where I was. Yeah. I don't know how high I went, but I just uh, like, it was like the, the praise belongs to you. Psalm 65 praise wow. belongs to you. Wow. So if I release that, then that sound goes to you, but so does the deliverer of that praise. So my body followed the praise and went up. <laughs> I was like, that's what I thought. And I, so I just, that was probably some of the earliest moments of what it looks like to be obedient to the Holy spirit. And that was a template for me of not just how to move, but how to listen to him when he's saying, go, go to somebody and, if you feel this in your body, share it with that person. If you're feeling pain in yourself and you're around somebody. So he started to teach me what I was feeling in my body for my own personal edification and for that encounter, for that ecstatic movement and that ecstatic, ecstatic experience of his presence and his goodness. Um, but I also felt like he's, that was a key for how to listen acutely and with acuity to what's going on in people around you because they have needs. And that's the compassion of God is he just wanted me to, to know how to relay his goodness to other people as specifically with the, you know, cause he used my knowledge, right? He, he, I, like I became a chiropractor, studied anatomy and physiology to a T so he could show me with great specificity. It's amazing. And with organs, what was going on in people's bodies. And so I just learned to be like <laughs> obedient to that. Yeah. I, and I can't do that at all. <laughs> I'm always like, um, is your, is your esophagus hurting? And people are like, yeah, that's not where your esophagus is. At. Like, I'm always, <laughs> if I don't know what it is, I just call it an esophagus. You know, but, good. Um, <laughs> uh, is your esophagus feel, is that, is that feeling like stuffed up? That's my nose. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now your esophagus is between your left brain and your, no, I, I don't know. Right, uh, yeah. Which is good. I mean, I don't think we, yeah, I think. No, I love this. I yeah. love, I just love this whole way that God is, is using you and just, he, yeah, he's using your knowledge, but then you're getting word, like word of knowledge. That is a normal part of your day when you're working yeah. within the chiropractic office. Yeah, and I love the idea of integrating the spiritual gifts with mm-hmm. your natural gifts, taking your your education, 
and um, and being able to you know it's interesting. I I did this study just this week on the idea of of feet, F E A. Uh, T, not mm. F-E-E-T. Okay, yeah. Because we got this word de- defeat, right? Yeah. So in order to understand defeat, if you're being robbed of something, you have to understand what you're being robbed of, right? Mm, that's good. And part of the feat, what a feat is, F-E-A-T, is um, courage. Yeah. Skill. Mm. So like your own education is a yeah. part of a feat. Yeah. So when you get defeated, you're getting outcouraged. You're getting outskilled um, by, by the enemy. Yeah. You know, so like, like so I was just thinking about that's this whole thing. Something about your skills, your courage. And the fact that you're actually doing it, but then you're you're also integrating it in the, with the supernatural. You're partnering with the Lord. And I just think that no matter what we do for a living, what our careers look like, there's an invitation to take what we know and 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 to take the 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 empowerment, the authority, and the opportunity that we've been given. But what does it look like to invite heaven into that, D- yeah. dude? Can you bring us into your office as far as what it looks like yeah. when when it's like Neil and Holy Spirit? <laughs> Yeah. Work, work at tag teaming, working together yeah. to improve people's lives, to radically, naturally, and supernaturally like improve people's lives. Yeah, oh, man, I just immediately feel like such goodness <laughs> and grace because I think of the people that have been, you know, they, they've experienced knowing. Like, I mean, the physical healing is good, but you know, it is that thing of like they know that someone beyond themselves they know god knows them and some people like half the people that are in my office know jesus and the other half uh, don't they're like they believe in the universe leading them they wow. believe in new age they, you know whatever they believe sure, in you know sure, i'm sure. like they're seeking god they just you know so they 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 i feel like they attract themselves they've been attracted to come to me because they just hear that they're going to get their answers and their needs met and so one day in particular i remember um this guy came in the this guy came in and he uh, it, uh, I, I adjust the whole body from head to toe and a lot of the joints, including the elbow. In this specific instance, I knew I was supposed to adjust his right elbow. And um, so most of the time I, I so f- I'm just flowing in it that I don't yeah, articulate yeah, everything. Sure. I'm just like, here, so this is going on in your um, your right elbow and your, your, your left side. I feel your C2 and your colon and uh, I can see your left SI joint needs to be adjusted. And so some people think that I just know that because I'm a chiropractor and I haven't touched them yet. I'm just like, so some people I know I need to tell them exactly what's happening. With, Interesting. with Steve that day, I knew I was just supposed to go right to his elbow and to start to release the tension in the muscle um, covering it and, and also adjust it. And as I did, I started to tell that person that the thing that happened to them at four years old with the trauma that had happened hmm. that was connected to that part of their body, wow. that that was going to be something that they experienced victory over and that that wasn't going to hold them back. And it's just very conversational. Sure, I'm just sure, talking about sure. our feelings. So, uh, and, and so he was like nodding his head and just saying, yeah, you know, that's good. And, uh, you know, man, that's been a, and I said, that's been a burden that you've carried on your shoulder here, this right shoulder for so long. And it was a burden emotionally, but also a burden in his physical body. Uh, and so as I started articulating some of that, I'm like, oh yeah. And right here in the front of your neck at this area, that tightness, um, we need to go into that. And so, uh, so part of this is not typical, part sure, of this is sure, typical. Sure. So this part that's not typical is as we started to, um, move his body and I started to tip his head back and deal with things, um, I knew he was going to get delivered of a demonic force. And so he started to, uh, he started to lose consciousness and for a moment passed out. I knew he was going to come back to consciousness and he would wake up delivered. And, uh, and so 
he he came back to i just held him you know just in the chair i just held him and, and this is the part where i'm like for those of you out there <laughs> yeah man, this, is, awesome. this is because i know what's happening this in the body it's all about. don't try this at yeah, home you know you're, that you're a professional <laughs> yeah don't so, pretend to be a doctor yeah so 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 all of a sudden he he he's coming to and i started saying now look down at your hands because i knew that gold dust i knew in my spirit and in my hands i could feel the gold dust manifesting mm. on his hands because wow. i felt it manifest on mine and usually i know when it's on other people or when it's on me or when it's on both of us in this instance i knew it was on him first and then i would feel it as a sign so at first I told him that that was happening. Then I looked at my hand and I'm like, oh good, I feel it, <laughs> it is happening on me. And then I said, and then you're gonna start to experience oil. And so he started to get oil that started to show up, this, this you know, supernatural oil started to show up on his hands. And um, I'm just telling him this and you know. What was he like? He's just like, you know, woozy because he's coming back to consciousness, but he's like, all of a sudden he just starts telling me how he feels like so light. Wow. so easy wow and he's like that's well man i've been carrying that for so long the, wow. the thing is, is he he didn't know jesus you know he he was just the guy who um uh, you know i tell this not to like it just gives context is that he used to um he used to hire a premier um world-renowned psychic to as, mm. a, as a consultant so he was coming to me instead of that wow and so he, sta wow. he wow. started to just articulate what he was experiencing so for him this that some of this was was like what he had expected out of this but some sure, of it was sure, not what sure, he expected sure. so i was just able to give him context and say like yeah this is the, you know it's just god's just showing you who you are and what you're made of and he's freeing you from things that have been there they don't need to be yours anymore wow and so we adjusted his body which was validly needing to be adjusted but we were also releasing the trauma that was hidden in his body and these um strongholds that were attached to different points in his body that his body was identifying with and self-identifying with and carrying and in a moment it left and his um yeah i know him i still adjust him and his, he, he doesn't deal with those issues anymore that's incredible thank you jesus that's yeah. amazing now, let me ask you, if you're willing to dive into this, um, you've had some encounters with the living letters that have that have yeah. inspired movement. And so how did how did that begin? And is that still a regular part of of your of your experiences in ministry? Yeah, it, it, uh, it's it's all part of this thing that started happening about two years ago as I started to see these movements to do and what to do. And it, so I think that about a year ago, um, it was more of a head thing in that I, I loved studying Hebrew. I just love learning about it. Sure, and I sure. love, I love the, the, the beauty that comes from studying scriptures and knowing where some of the words come from and the meanings. And so I was really enjoying that. Um, and there's some great people out there that I've learned from in reading books and podcasts and, um, you know, like, uh, um, Carl Whitehead is a great, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. scholar and, and Ian Clayton. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. uh, and so I had, I'd learned some things there, but the thing that provoked it was that, and this is on a sad note, um, I had a patient who was 16 years old that one year ago last month, he, he had a, um, Man, it's just, yeah, he had a bike accident and he actually died. Wow. He lost his life. Wow. And he's somebody that I, I'd like, I got to know over a year and it just, you know, my visits are a half an hour in length. So I spend a half an hour adjusting somebody, but we're definitely like building rapport and friendship as well. These are my family, you know, they're my family, my friends, they, wow. they, they all are. Wow. And so this guy, Tyler, he, uh, I got, so I saw him on a Friday in 
the next morning I got a message from uh, somebody that knew that I knew him well. And that person told me what happened. And instantly I sank to the ground and I just started praying and interceding for his resurrection. And um, man, I, I, I so desired for him to come hmm. back to life. And I, and wow. I, and you know, there's a mystery as to why that didn't happen. And I prayed at a, but one thing I knew was I needed to consecrate and, 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 and to honor his name, the, 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 the child, the, the boy's name, his name is Tyler. Hmm. I needed to honor his name with movement. I just, that's not, that's the thing that came up within me. And, uh, cause he had, he had died the day before and, and it was just so wow. fresh that, that, so in, in that movement, um, one of his letters of his name is Y, and, and I converted his name and, uh, to, and I looked at the name, the letters of his name in Hebrew, and all of a sudden I started getting this encounter that would happen, uh, with the letter Yod, mm. which is, um, also known as like the meaning of these letters are so pregnant. Some people that know that have studied them know sure. a lot about them. Some people are like, what is, what is it? What, what is that about? Yeah. Each letter is, um, full of meaning in Hebrew. They're like pictographs, they're yeah. pictures. So, so, uh, uh, the Yod is like a spark, like lightning, but wow. it also means divine spark. And it also is like the thing that holds all things together. And you, some say you can find that letter Yod, which is like a dot a little bit more than a dot, you can find that existing in all of the Hebrew letters. Mm. And so it is the thing that holds all things together, wow. like the ever pervading presence of God. Wow. And um, so then I started to, to have an encounter where I, where I saw that letter come to me and, uh, and this happened in an open vision. And I started to see this letter show me what I was supposed to do to become that letter and to move like that letter. And so I, I, that was the thing that provoked it was I, I think through that loss, I, I got in touch with just the compassion of God. And he showed me, this is how you need to move in order to honor his name. And so that was the beginning of that experience. And after that, I started to have, um, I would just be meditating on the Lord, be enjoying the presence of God by our, by the pool in my backyard. And a lot of that happened as I was doing that, just in the pleasure of God, I would just be meditating on his presence and, and I started to see different letters come to me and show me how to move. And, and it was very mysterious because I wouldn't be asking God for any of this stuff. I didn't say like, show me how to move like the letters. <laughs> sure, that sure. totally walloped me. You know, I had wow. no idea wow. of any of this stuff. I was just like, hey, God, I just want you. I just want to know who you are. And I want to know what you, I would I'll often do what Bill Johnson often, you know, taught, you know, say, like but it's everybody, some of you guys know Bill Johnson from Reading, but I often heard him say early on, He's like, just set aside time with God. Don't expect anything. Don't ask for anything. Just get out your journal. And if he says things, write it down to get it out of the way and just consecrate and sanctify yourself to be available for whatever he wants mm. to do. Just spend time with him. That's good. And so that's what I would do. And if he showed me stuff, I'd say, okay, thanks God, but I want you. And so often these letters would come at times when I was shoving them aside, <laughs> but they would, they would totally get in my face in a good and holy way. You know what it reminds me of the picture. I don't know if you ever watched Sesame Street when you were a kid, but yeah, do, do you remember the living letters in Sesame Street? Like, like if the, if the letter of the day was like, why, you know, oh, yeah. why would actually come out and be like, <laughs> my name is why I don't know why, you know, oh like, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so they literally had living letters in Sesame street that oh, were like, Oh wow. I totally <laughs> did not remember totally, that. Totally made me think of that. That's I was like, great. yeah, li yes, I'm tracking. But if you can imagine Faith like a child, yeah, yeah come on. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just think that's amazing. And, and, and I just love what you're doing as far as incorporating this whole idea of like dance and movement mm -hmm. and, and I also love 
what you were sharing as far as the 70% of our, of our language is nonverbal and how that would tie into prayer. Yeah. You know, oftentimes we think that the only, the way we pray is of course, verbally, but what you're doing is you're, you're praying, you're communing with the father with 70% of your language skill, which is, which is movement. Then also teaching other people, because I imagine, man, I like being in one of these workshops must be just incredibly vulnerable because yeah. I mean, like, like I'm not like you, like I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a dancer. <laughs> like if you can see me dance, dude, like, so the idea of being that free in, in an environment, and I know no one's looking at each other. They're all looking, you know, they're all looking at the father. Right. Of course, no one's actually looking <laughs> yeah. at each other. Like, well, no, what's he doing? <laughs> like, yeah. that's amazing. I'm right. Like, <laughs> but like, but these environments, like I, I think that would be really helpful. Definitely needed in the church because sometimes in church environments or just in, you know, in um, Jesus loving environments, typically, you know, it's just a just performance is a part of the thing, right? Yeah, definitely. And and we and what we try to learn because of our programming when we come into a new environment is how do I perform here? Yeah. What kind of language do they like? What kind of movement is the acceptable movement here? So. To be in an environment where everyone's being exposed to new movement, everyone's being exposed to a culture that's contrasting to probably anything that they're a part of yeah. right, right now. Yeah, I mean that that's that's incredibly um, liberating conceptually yeah. for me to think about yeah. the kind of freedom that people would come into. And that's exactly what I feel like that encounter that that started it all was is is um, I felt that the movements were all part of a paradigm shift and it all comes back to freedom and liberty. So even the day that I had that encounter, I started to, I was running that day, just getting a jog in and I started to see every street that I ran down had either the word freedom or liberty or every store I had had liberty as a name. And then I saw, um, just started to see all these signs that pointed to that. And then God's just reemphasizing that, that it's really about just about liberating people so that they can be inspired to move in ways that just bring them closer to me, Man. you know, and that's it. Like it's a, that's the breakdown. I think to so many times early in life in the 28 years that before I knew Jesus, but then even in the first year of knowing him and how many worship services I sat in and st- stood in and I'm like, am I going to do this with my body? But what sure. are people going to think? Can I move this? Wow. Can I move this way? If I do, what's that going to cause? Will this person be afraid? Will this person think I'm boasting in my movement? You know, mm. all the thoughts that go through our head when we're there in front of others. And, and through all that, I realize oh, I've, it's, it's a night and day difference now to how I feel and how liberated I feel when I move and also when I teach people. Because like growing up, I did not feel that way. I was, in, I was totally stuck, insecure, didn't like myself. I hated my body. I grew up anti-body. I, didn't, I wanted to be away from anything I didn't like. I just was so shy to the point where it was painful. And so God's really restored that. And I think that's one of the reasons I want to give this to people. Like I just give that knowledge and that revelation is because it's so much more than um, what some people come for as they come for a way to heal their bodies. And I love that. Or they come for how to heal their emotions. I mean, I love that too. They, they want like intuitive movement because they want to learn how to move for the day, which is really amazing. And they want to stretch. I mean, I love stretching, man. It's huge. But I'm, you know, deep at the core of that is just like, I want people to feel, feel free feel free to dot, 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 whatever wow. he's telling them to do, whatever, to know that their desires are good if they're aligned with what his purpose and his will is. And just to be free to 
to like I think inspired movement is such a good tagline because it's it's about um, movement of not just our bodies and movement of our of our heart. It's about how he's moving in us and what he's moving us towards. Because I think that's what it's either we're either you're you're not moving or you're moving, and either you're moving towards him or away from him. Either you're moving. It's well, often we say in chiropractic, either you're moving towards health or away from health. Interesting. It's like we're on this earth and it is constantly spinning. So we're never standing still. Mm -hmm. It's just the direction of which way are we going? And so I think to be inspired is to be allowed the, um, allow ourselves to breathe every day with confidence, knowing that we are okay and we're safe. And I think this kind of brings up the thing that a lot of people experience trauma and in, and in different ways and a lot of experience, hard circumstances that take away their security. And with a loving dad, like, Oh, with a loving father in heaven, but with a loving earthly father and mother, mm. you get a safe environment where kids feel fine to grow up in this. But a lot of people don't have that. And so my heart breaks for the for the kids that grow up insecure and that grow up with fear and they grow up not feeling safe, whether they know it or they don't, because it'll inhibit them from their heart and their body and them moving to where he wants them to move. And so I think part of this is just this freedom, but it's like, what does freedom look like it down to a molecular atomic level? Yes. And, uh, and I think that's the thing that I feel like he's really crying for us to do is, is to just talk about things and keep talking about them, be vulnerable, be courageous, you know? So that's why often I think, uh, talking, (laughs) talking is so important, but, (laughs) but there's nothing like being fully free and open with somebody to help open their doors to them being free. And so I think that's the thing that I want is for people to feel free. You know, it's interesting is that, um, the best meetings that, that I've been a part of, um, within the church, um, I just even think of, especially, you know, fire tunnel environments Mm -hmm. where you host these different fire tunnels. Oftentimes they turn into ridiculous dance parties. It's like, it's like the ridiculousness of a fire tunnel. You have to be childlike. And by the time you've gotten out of that thing, Mm -hmm. you're like, you know, hopefully you've had a good time or you completely triggered and offended, you know? Um, But um, like, like when we were, we were in Korea and it was one of the most ridiculous drunken kind of crazy fire tunnels I've ever seen. And it turned into this crazy dance party. I was in, did a YWAM DTS and same thing. Like, yeah. like it turned into this. So it's kind of like, well, it's like when the Holy Spirit comes and you've been set free dancing is just like the, the, like, you yeah. know, the most appropriate response it's, there's no more fear. There's no more whatever. Like I'm free at, you know? And, and, and so I was just thinking about that when you were talking, you know, it's, it is funny. The church has come so far when it comes to the area of music. And I know yeah. that you're very passionate about music. You know, you and I share a, a common love and yeah. affection for music and melody and this whole thing. The church has come such a, since the eighties with this whole thing of like, now we got stuff like Bethel music and mm-hmm. um, Hillsong and then, and, and all these. And then of course, all, I mean, there's just music, music everywhere. But for the most, and, and I'm not being critical here, because I think it's all awesome. Yeah. But it's all kind of the same kind of uh, thing. I mean, as far as it's basically rock, right? Yeah. And so it basically like the sound of revival in the church is basically Coldplay, you know, uh, you know, yeah. and I, which I love. I stink and love Coldplay, all right? Uh, anyways, you know, <laughs> nobody said no but um but here's my point like in this area of like dance music there's this whole genre of dance and you you kind of came out of the rave scene and like yeah. that whole kind of like 
atmospheric thing like like i've just seen it in the movies <laughs> in the vampire movies <laughs> like i just like these environment you know yeah. blush. Anyway, anyway. um the, it seems to me like there's something to be redeemed there i mean it, yeah. it seems to and so um like do you is is there like is there something in that genre that you think would add something to the church in the same way that drums and guitar definitely added something when it comes to our expression of our adoration to the Lord. Yeah, I think, I think definitely. I think that, um, you probably didn't think we were going to be talking about techno music. When no, came but in. I love it. Right. So, yeah, I can think back to years and years of listening to house progressive. I had friends who were DJs and you know, that's yeah, what we, that yeah. was life for some years. Yeah. So no, I love it. Actually, awesome. <laughs> it's like, Oh yeah, this is nostalgia. Um, but you know, like I, I, the, like I have some friends who are actually, uh, we have some friends who are forerunning a lot of stuff on the rave scene um, for believers. And they, they do, they put on friends, like, awesome raves really? and they are Jesus loving people. And Seriously. it's, Oh, let's do so something. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. yeah. It's a growing thing. And I think it's, I think it's, it's springing up in some places. Um, and I love that. And actually, so this is, this is something I love, but I, I don't, I don't necessarily, uh, I, I, I like to get super simple and bring it down to the technology that we were born with Interesting. in our vocal yeah. cords, yeah. right? I love our vocal cords. I mean, I'm a singer, so I love that, but I love playing the ukulele too and, mm. uh, and the djembe, um, and percussive instruments. And awesome. I, I want to learn to play the piano like you do. I want to learn to play like a lot of things. Um, but you like more of the organic kind I, I, of I sounds and because textures. I can always carry it with me wherever I go. Awesome. And part of it is it's just, I think there's so much available to our bodies. And I think so. So I love technology, but I love to know and access and fully use technology that we have. But I think even that it's like, um, so as soon as you started talking about music, I was actually thinking of my son and my daughter and my wife. So my wife's name is Dawn, D-A-W-N. Okay. My son, Cypress, um, wow. he is four months old. My daughter is Serenity. She is awesome. two and a half years old. Awesome. We love, I'll have to show you some, some videos. You're going to love it <laughs> because um, long story short, we beatbox all the time together. <laughs> and, and often if I'm beatboxing, my daughter's holding up a, a, a pretend microphone yes. and she's like scatting, like jazz scatting, or she's uh, like- Train up a girl in the way she should go. She's totally she's like- old, she'll <laughs> She's gonna, she loves music. And it makes her come out and it's childlike. It's like yes. we're born with a desire yes. to move yes. and to dance. So it, it, every day we, we sing and we dance. Awesome. My wife Dawn is like, I just wanna have more dance parties. I just wanna have more dance parties as a family. And I'm like, yeah, me too. And Serenity and Cypress, are hit the ground running with that so when i'm beatboxing i'm like <laughs> my son cypress is on the ground he's four months old so he's lying on his back and he's like focused lips he's dancing he's doing a jig his legs yes, are moving yes, if i slow yes. down he slows down if i speed up go <laughs> he he just gets serious and his body moves even faster serenity too like i told you she she loves it and so like i like so many days whether we're just having fun or actually they're having trouble getting to sleep i'll just start beatboxing and spontaneously singing what god is putting in my heart awesome, awesome and the spontaneous awesome. song has been so life-giving for me that it transforms me in the moment and i love we were talking song and i were talking about the song way over here I love structure. I love songs. I love having songs. Yeah. But I love them being a springboard into what he's saying in the moment and lyrics that can only be composed based on the right now inspiration the Holy Spirit is yes. giving. Things yes. that would speak to yes. my heart and what I need, but things that would also, when they come from my lips, be what my daughter needs in order to help her get to sleep or Amazing. even process her reality. And Amazing. so I think that is what I see 
and it manifests in different ways. So whether it's somebody beatboxing and they spontaneously spontaneously go into a song, or whether it's a drummer who's like, like, and then all of a sudden he starts hitting some other thing, like the the glass shield in front of him. Yeah, and he's he's definitely percussing off the cuff, you know. Yeah, and so I think then we get into something that is physically different, but it unlocks the spiritual correlate that has dimensions attached that we know sounds and frequencies open up so much in our bodies. It's a whole another topic, but also in the spirit, when we follow what he's doing, he'll often do things to partner with us to lead to healing in people's bodies and encounters. And I, I think that is like, for me, that's where I go with that. I, I think, I mean, if we just follow what he's saying and what he's doing and don't be limited by boxes or what our song sheet says, and if we're not afraid to go off of our plan and go into what he's saying, then whatever that instrument is in front of us, whatever that kind of music it is, we're, we're then going to step into what some people are doing, but more of us need to do. We're creating music that's never been heard before and rhythms and chord progressions. Because sometimes we can feel like, oh yeah, this is the si- 10 songs have the same chord progressions. It's wow. just, you know, in, in, in sometimes in the church. But, you know, so sometimes I think we just need to get out of our box thinking and get it and follow what he's saying and just using our bodies and our instruments. And I think that is what, yeah, totally. I think that's what will change us. Man, this is fascinating. I know we have a mutual friend and movement was a part and he never brought attention. Maybe he did. I think he actually did. He was definitely a forerunner and integrated movement into his ministry. In fact, when he'd preach, he'd always be moving. Yeah. And um, and to the point where he'd be like, sometimes he'd just be like jumping like six feet off the ground, you know, look yeah. like, like in, and it would like, and the movement would would open up something inside of yeah. him as far as um, just just the flow of the Holy Spirit within that. But I do remember him. He would encourage people to begin moving, and God, you know, yeah. in order to open something up in, in the yeah. room, and even and, and because it is funny because according to the 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 the, the learning environments in the West yeah. that we've that we've created, we've created learning environments that restrict or prohibit movement it's almost like movement is is the enemy of of learning you know there's a book came out um called uh sitting is the new smoking yeah and um and this idea that that the way we've set up our classrooms is all wrong yeah you know the idea is sit there be quiet you know (laughs) shut up and listen that being that being the form of learning versus i man bro i i think you're really on to something as far as movement as a way to really open up our soul so that we can actually retain what's being released in the spirit as well as what's being released in the natural. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I love it. I mean, it's, it's definitely a form of life and fulfillment. Bro, I, I think you're onto something here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think you tapped into it though. It's like, this is not in one sense, this is just what's been around. It's David, right? The Psalmist. How many times in Psalm 139 does he talk about a postural movement? He says, I, I, oh, yeah. you know me lying down, you know my standing up, you know me from afar. And he talks about the book of his life and God knowing every part of it. But he, he's, he's always talking about what he's doing with his body and then how he's crying out with his emotions and how God meets him. And I think he's, you know, he's so far ahead, was so far ahead of his times in so many ways. So I think in, from the ancient of days, people were moving and people were, and now we're just getting the science and the understanding to back it up that, you know, yeah, like you said, sitting, like if we're sitting in a chair, um, what happens is our glutes, our butt, they, they start to get the uh, they don't get contracted so the, the muscles turns off and so then the nerve in the brain that controls our glutes says oh okay glutes are supposed to turn off let me turn those off and then 
we then it starts to tighten the muscles on the front of our bodies. So then if we stand up, we find we're stuck in like a stooped forward position and our butt gets numb. And well, over time, that leads to us turning a part of our body off and it leads to less oxygen. And so then we don't have clear thoughts. And then we try to talk to somebody and we realize we're, we're not able to talk clearly or think clearly. We feel lethargic. And I think that's what some of what God's bringing back is that this has all been around from the beginning of time. And, and another, another part of uh, the using our, our mind is that um, like if we're, since our brain is connected to every part of our body, if we sit, uh, it, we're, we're all, and we're stationary, we're only using part of our body. If we stand and move our body, there are receptors in every single joint and every single layer of skin that only get activated in movement. So if we really want to have a renewed mind, I think we need to move our bodies because then we're moving receptors and our brain connects with that. And I think that's what, what God says when we, he says to walk with him. But he also says uh, that there is a time, you know, this is paraphrasing so many scriptures put into one, but he's like, there's a time for stillness. And then there's a time to, to live and move on and have our being. There's a time where I think David shows us a lot of the template to life and, and telling us, um, what it's like to both talk about the pain and suffering, but talk about the joy. But, but in all of it, I think he leads us to the point where we can't, it, it, it's like when the Holy spirit moves on you. If, if anybody experiences something in between, I'd like to hear it. But like me being frozen for 30 minutes that I couldn't move or like the guy who was jumping up that you're talking about, that minister, or like somebody like uh, Rodney Howard Brown who couldn't help but run around the room. Like that's was his manifestation. He would just run around, run around. It's like I think he either he shows us the extremes to show us that that's what life can be like. And I think it's it's um it's just one of the keys of life that I think I have to live by because I think once you know something, then he's like then he holds you responsible for that. So I can feel that, and that's a thing that I think comes to integrity. It's like a. Is, I think this comes down to truth. If like he shows you something and you don't do it, it's not like he faults you or he blames you or you get, he punishes you. But I think you know that what could exist on the other side of obedience and listening and, and following the Holy Spirit is how much fruit and treasures are there. And so now I see that and I see what people have and I see what people could have. And that's, that's you know, this is on a rabbit trail, but but I just, I just have so awesome. much compassion awesome. for people. And I think that the bodies are just the medium through which God expresses his life and his vitality with, a, with our soul and the spirit. And he, he gave us bodies so that we could communicate with, an, with another to show us how good he is. And so I think the more that we tap into that body language, the more we activate ourselves to really, truly know what he's saying and to really unlock like real life for other people. So, oh, man. It's just <laughs> sweet, sweet. This is good. Now, um, okay, let, let, let's get, let's get practical, and then we'll yeah. we'll land it here. All right. So, um, with, with your chiropractor hat on, um, in the morning, when, the first thing I do when I wake up, I have a bar in my bathroom. Yeah. Um, I go and I hang from the bar. Ooh, yeah. Um, with uh, by my hands. <laughs> yeah. Not like Batman yet. Right. Um, and I uh, and, and I and I I'll go for about a minute. Um, or a minute longer with my with my legs behind me, mm-hmm. um, just trying because I've I've been sleeping for eight hours, yeah, and uh, just to get my spine everything kind of you know, and then I'll I'll rest, mm. I'll brush my teeth, I'll come back, I'll do another minute, but this time I focus with my my feet going in front of me, um, for my abs and and oh, so yeah. so of course improving grip strength, uh, mm. my back definitely feels because you know, sometimes you just wake up and you just kind of like man what was I doing all night you know as far as yeah. just the, the curvature, the, you know, I sleep kind of like in the fetal kind of, kind of thing. Like a lot of people. 
all right, so that's what I do when I wake up. Maybe that needs to be adjusted, but my, my question, that's all right, you can let, uh, that's all right. Um, my question for you is, what should I be doing before, before I go to sleep? Is there anything that I can do so that I can kind of go into, so I'm, I'm preparing myself a little better for the, the, the next eight hours where my physical body is going to be? Yeah, I think it's good. It's, uh, I think the fr- like one of the things that I really like to do, and uh, immediately I don't do this every night, but okay, okay. what I like to do is, um, first I like to drink some water to hydrate myself before okay. I sleep. Um, okay. But I also like to, um, well, you spoke to it. You talked about the fetal position that we can like to get in because for comfort, right? It's you wow. like to do it yep. on your... So I get in the exact opposite position, whether that be standing straight up and like stretching my arms and my legs out so that I'm fully straight, or I'd really love to get on my back and even do a back bend if I can, um, okay. because it's the opposite of the fetal position. Interesting. And yeah. There's more yeah. to it, but I think that it is to go to sleep in an expanded, stretched out, elongated state. So, and then I actually like to try to sleep is, um, I sleep, you know, so I'm not in the fetal position. So then when I wake up, my body is more remembering the expanded position where I have proper blood flow, lymphatic flow, nerve supply. So, um, but that's so the, I take it. Your wife isn't snuggling you. Oh, we snuggle. That's right. So yeah, we, <laughs> when you're elongated, she's <laughs> no, like, yeah. how do I fit in this yeah. thing? Oh yeah. You, yeah. How spoon, do you spoon no, with no. a ruler? <laughs> it's, it's, it's spooning has priorities. So yeah, spoon. And then as soon as like you wait for her to start uh, snoring and then, then you stretch out. Yeah. yeah. Not that she's, yeah, no, I'm the one who does, but we're, just, okay. we're trying to work on the one. So yeah, just kind of confess it. Right. Sure. <laughs> no, she'll tell me if I am. And I, if I sleep in a better way then I won't snore. So yeah, yeah no, spooning priority that's okay. that's intimacy is priority uh, but you know like what i like to do is if whenever i catch myself in a in a folded fetal position i stretch i just out. stretch out my straighten my neck and then i i straighten my body out not like perfectly straight just sure. not in a fetal position but i think the other thing that i go to sleep is is you know physical posture is so important but i also go to sleep uh focusing on my breathing just so i'm just i just remember to breathe in through my nose and out you know we got that template okay. through um god breathing life into adam's nostrils so breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth and then i also just go into sleep just just raising my consciousness of the presence of god and awesome. how he wants to move in me so there's the the physical posture is so important though totally i love that so 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 good in fact It'd be fun to do this again with you and Arun. Oh yeah, and just and I, I know Arun doesn't necessarily sleep a lot, but you know, yeah, but to, to talk about the night hour, to talk about engaging with the night, uh, allowing your body to rest, but engaging with your spirit. I mean, I, I just think that there's so much that could that could continue to, um, you know, the, this stuff is fascinating. There, there's such an it's funny we're, we're referred to as the body yeah. of Christ, but for a long time there hasn't been a lot of attention given to the body, and I feel like this whole conversation of the body is definitely there's so much revelation flowing right now within the body of christ pertaining to our body and the significance of our of our of our bodies so dude you really are a pioneer as far as the stuff that you're going after the stuff that you're teaching like i i just know this is just the beginning awesome thank you yeah i really appreciate this opportunity to come and meet, uh, meet with you and talk and and um i just love what you guys what you do on this podcast i love listening to these guys that that come on here and just get to talk with you and get to just like talk about these these really really impactful deep things and i I love hearing you play piano and i love hearing (laughs) you sing so i i love it and i love what you're doing so i really thank you for being able to come on here and and just talk with you now everyone i want to make sure that you have an opportunity to actually connect with neil and so um to to connect with him make sure that you go and visit 
It's move into it, but it's M-O-V as in Victor, I-N as in Nancy, T-U-I-T. So move into it, M-O-V-I-N-T-U-I-T dot com. Now you do social? Yeah, uh, I'm like really easily found on Facebook, but it's actually under my, it's, so I have move into it, uh, a page for that. And then I also have a page for my chiropractic page at Neil Boltendani, comma DC. So that's N E E L and then B is in boy, U L C H A N D is in David, A N I comma DC. So that's another way to, to get a hold of me. Okay. Awesome. 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 And, um, yeah, what's a room? Yes. Uh, I just thought it'd be really cool to bring a, a beatbox instrument. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's what are we listening to? This is this is awesome. This is you beatboxing. So this is me beatboxing. Um, Serenity is two years and three months old at this point. It's a few months ago. Uh, we're she's standing on top of a picnic table uh, nearby our home, and uh, I just start beatboxing. We were having uh, daddy daughter time and eating some like protein bars or whatever, and and I just start beatboxing. And she stands on the picnic table and she put holds up a pretend microphone to her mouth and she just starts waving her head and she just starts like doing this doing this thing she just starts going like that and then it's just it was so much fun she loves that you dude you gotta she loves you gotta that. sample that yeah and then put that into a, to a real mix like you know I like, do. like have it have, oh you already did that. no i do need to do that yeah yeah, yeah i totally need yeah, to do team that up with a producer have it start off and go back and forth between oh. the organic and the and you know what the testimony on that too is whenever my son who's four months old is like he's just you know he's he's like his tummy's uncomfortable he's tired whenever there's something going on with him we can't quite f- figure out my wife just like she started playing that this recording and he instantly gets happy he instantly gets soothed. So f- this is what I think like peace comes like, you know, it's like he loves beatboxing and he loves his older sister doing, doing what she does, dancing and, uh, and singing along. All right, Neil, um, any sort of books, YouTube videos, any sort of resources that have really like that you're engaging with right now that, that you're like, this, this is, you know, that's really helping you in your journey and, and any sort of resources yeah. that you could throw out. Yeah. There's this guy named Darren Sod. I really love this <laughs> dude's legit, man. This dude is yeah, legitimately dude is, just awesome. Just get your hands on everything and that he, anybody who puts on right. to this podcast is gold. <laughs> so I trust everywhere they said, so I love Darren. I also, uh, I really, um, have gleaned a lot from Ian Clayton at yeah. son of thunder. Yeah. And, um, uh, there's, there's so much Kirby and Fiona and Sri Lanka oh, yeah, and wildlife. Yeah. I love what they carry in, in, in terms of eternal life. And, um, I, those are, those are the main things. There's a lot of like anatomy and physiology and, and I'm constantly studying. So cool. there's, there's so many that I could, I, I could like, sure. I could probably list, but I, um, but yeah, come, come to my website and sweet, just get a hold sweet. of me. If you, anybody Moving has any it. questions, I'll intuitively discern what you need in order to further your goals and your dreams. And, yeah. um, I truly mean that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that the, the biggest thing, I think w- what I want to inspire people is to become aware of the resource within you and and don't be afraid to listen and to do what he's saying, even if it's as simple as to wag your finger from left to right, because mm-hmm. you'll never know what domino effect or waterfall that that <sighs> movement might create. It might create 
something within you that could actually end up with you going to knock on somebody's door mm. and to sing a song that frees them from t- 10 years of marijuana addiction or whatever else. So I, I just want to know, I want you all to know that that's like, go to the resource of the Holy Spirit because at it's the good. end of the day, that's, that's who we're all getting. What real revelation always comes from him. It's helpful to have these bridges like Darren definitely come to this. You guys already listened to this, um, but uh, so much is available within. So just kind of, you know, go to that treasure. It's an honor. Thank you so much for making this time and uh, for running all the way over here as part of your trip to the Pacific Northwest. Can't wait to uh, to do something like this again and, um, uh, and can't wait for our glory rave. Yeah, let's do it. Come on, man. Much love. <laughs> Thanks. All right, peace out. Podcasts are definitely trending right now. There are so many brand new podcasts that are hitting the market. And I think that iTunes is kind of overwhelmed. And one of the ways that iTunes aggregates what's hip and relevant from the rest of the noise that's hitting the web is through ratings and reviews. A bunch of you have already taken the time to leave a rating and a review of this podcast. And I just wanted to say thanks. You guys are incredible and you're so supportive and I love you. And if you haven't had a chance to take Take that minute or two to leave a review. If you do that, that'd be incredible. And I've created a shortcut to get you there. It's thedarenshow.com. That's thedarenshow.com. You can give it one star, and that means that you think it's kind of lame. Or you can give it five stars, and that means that you think this thing be dope, be tight, be off the chain. So if you would take the minute or two to leave a review, that would be mighty fine of you. Again, it's thedarenshow.com. Thanks, guys.